Hello, and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny. We're here to give you our takes on all things TV. I'm Jess, and of course, with me is... You're Jess <laughs> today? That's yeah, I've fun. decided to go with a new Jenny. one. I could totally be Jenny. I just have to sound like bored about everything and say ah. that I, ha- I hate everything. <laughs> that feels like Except such... Except for British period dramas. Such a mischaracterization. It's dramatic. Of, of, my, of my takes. Um, yeah, I got I just was on a roll but I am usually Jenny and I'm joined by Jess obviously Uh, and today we're talking about Daisy Jones and the Six which I am excited about we have been waiting and planning this I have purposefully not read the book by Taylor Jenkins Reid so that we could have both perspectives I don't know why I've been so excited about that concept of of like me coming at it from no with no background and you coming at it. I think it it's because book. you always read the book first. Like I think for you, like <laughs> abstaining from reading the book first was like a big deal. Like had I not, had we not talked about this concept about how I had read it, like would do you think you would have read it? Probably. I mean, also because people have recommended it to me. This also, is not it's the like first. All over. Yeah. yeah, everyone's reading it. Yeah, I did. The only Taylor Jenkins read book that I've read so far is. Um, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Well, that's the best one. So it's all so, downhill okay. from here. Great. <laughs> I I will say I liked Daisy Jones and the Six. I liked the book. I did not love it. Parts of it were forgettable. Uh, I read it like three years ago. So the fact that parts are forgettable actually helps me a little bit to like this show, nice. I will okay. say, because I'm not nitpicking every single tiny thing. Like I would be if I just read it. But Was this the kind of book – I guess I, it's it's sounding like this isn't the kind of book that was your favorite, and so deviations from it don't bother you as much. That's kind of what I'm getting. Yes, except that the things that I liked about it have changed, and oh, we will no. we will get into that. Okay. Some of the like major things that I thought were sort of like important and odd to change. Not the minor details, though. I don't care. Like if I had just read it, maybe I'd be caught on the minor details. I don't really remember them, so like that's <laughs> fine. But there were things about the book, like vibes, major takeaways that okay. have been altered, and I am annoyed about them. So I am curious. I'm very curious to hear your opinion. And um, real quickly, I will say for people listening, there will be spoilers. We're going to talk about the first three episodes of the show. Um, there's only three out so far. So we're going to talk about all of that. So if you haven't seen it yet, go do that and come back. And I am just going to ask, I haven't heard yet. We have, we have abstained from speaking together mm-hmm. about this show. From speaking I just together. Wanna, I just want to know your, your, t- your like, over, yeah, my initial overall, thoughts. overall take, please. I am really enjoying watching this. You came into this being like, Jenny hates everything. Jenny's oh a sourpuss with no emotions. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Wow. Overall positive. Perfect. Positive thoughts. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about this. Okay, so you you really like it. If you had to write it on the spot, or give tell me what you're writing it for tomorrow's newsletter. I think what I'm doing right now it's sitting at like a B, and that's mainly because I mean it's only three episodes out. It's got there are some things that I acknowledge are not the best or that I'm not loving. Uh, but I, there are so many episodes to come. Like, I don't know what's going to be wrapped up, what's going to evolve, what characters are going to grow that haven't really been given any space. Like Suki Waterhouse's character. All I really know about her is that she likes sex. And like, that's not what I want to know about. <laughs> like, I would like to her to have, you know, She's more of a one time. 
yes, more of like a 3D personality, but I'm assuming that will come. So I don't want to judge it on that. Um, but I'm, I'm saying be there. Yeah. Like there are some things that feel a little bit shallow, but on the whole, yeah, I, I cannot complain about my viewing experience. Nothing really took me out of it. It was just upon reflecting later about what to rate it for the newsletter where I, I sort of noticed some things that maybe, you know, weren't a material. It's three episodes. I couldn't give it an A right away, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going to go. No, that yeah. that makes sense. I, I did, While watching, I definitely had the sense that people would, especially people who haven't read the book, and maybe some people who did and just are more easygoing than me. I don't know <laughs> if that's the right way to put it, but like – maybe just like looking at it less critically, like it's fun. The show is fun to watch. I mean, it's glossy. The people look good. The songs like sound good enough. Like it's all pleasant. Yeah. I love the, the setting of the seventies. I enjoy seeing things set and also something set in the seventies that is about art and is like so hyper-focused on this one small microcosm of just like people trying to make good music where it feels much lower stakes than The Last of Us say. Like there's definitely emotional roller coasters happening within these uh, these characters. Clearly like, you know, it's a breakup band story in the end. So there's going to be some emotional tension, but I have zero stakes. You know, I'm just sitting back and watching it and that's very enjoyable for me. I'm having that's a good time. Fair. It yeah. is. A, it's a good time. It. I should before I say more. I should yes, say please. I also think it's a good time. It's okay, a but I'm fun, ha- I'm enjoyable. Sensing watch. a but. <laughs> but yes. Okay, and I don't. I don't hate it. I'm. I'm gonna say before I start saying critical things, I would probably rate this so far like a B minus, okay. which for me is like I'm liking it. Enough, but I probably wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it to somebody. There's something critically wrong with it, in my opinion. Oh, that's what yeah. it, that's what a V minus means for me. Huh. Right now, anyway, off the top of my head. Yeah, I would. Um, I definitely would recommend this to people. Probably people who haven't read the book. But okay. yeah, it's fun in the way that I think all like fictional band media is because I like mm-hmm. music and that just makes it fun. But here we go into some criticisms, some yep, major criticisms. It. I have a lot of nitpicky things, feelings, a lot of problems compared to the book, problems that I have with it compared to the book. But I'm going to start with just like not book comparisons at yeah. all. Just like purely if I were just watching the show, haven't seen the book before, didn't know anything about it. It would be, like I said, it's an enjoyable, entertaining watch, but there's something there's something really bothering me about the concept that this is like the best band in the world. That's what, I mean, this, they're trying to say, it. it's Fleetwood Mac. I don't know if that's clear if you don't know more about the show or the book or whatever, yeah, but like I've, it's inspired, it's basically like Fleetwood Mac fan fiction is like what this is, but like inspired by... Uh, Fleetwood Mac making the album Rumors and all the stuff going on in the band and their interpersonal lives at the time. So knowing that and having seen like Bohemian Rhapsody, whatever that Elton John one, Elton John maybe with Taryn Edgerton is, like 
where the musical performances are so key and so good, like give you chills good, where I'm now watching a show about a fictional band that's supposed to be the best band in the world, Fleetwood Mac level, and they've gotten two leads that never sang before this show, never played instruments before this show, and I'm not going to lie, it doesn't not show. It does show. (laughs) It shows. And like, they're not bad. I like, I am impressed. If I never sang before and I tried to be Daisy Jones, it wouldn't sound too good. Obviously they trained. I know that, but like, Mm -hmm. they sound great. I mean, Riley Keough is Elvis's granddaughter. So I think everybody just assumed she'd have musical talent and like, she is pulling it off well enough. It's just the moments where they focus on the music that Mm -hmm. take me out of it because she performs at the bar in like the first episode, I think. Maybe it's the second. She's performing and Teddy Price, the like record producer guy who's supposedly like a big shot record producer, hears her perform and then wants her immediately and is like, that's it. Like I need that. And they focus on her singing that song. Like I think she sings like the whole song. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like it's giving like talented girl at the open mic night. It's not giving like I just heard Stevie Nicks perform in a bar. See, I chalked that up to this is not what I would choose to listen to, but it didn't take me out of the producer hears some sound that he likes something in. Like he sees some nugget of gold in it and is a talent producer. Like I'm not in that industry, you know? Like I don't know what it is that he's looking for that he thinks like, oh, I think with – do you see that movie with um, Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley? Was it yeah. Begin Again? Yeah. Begin you know again. that? Yeah, where she's like singing the song and then in his mind he starts adding all of these, like the instrumental parts and it it like overlays. That's what I was imagining Teddy was doing while she was singing. We just didn't get that insight. I and guess. yet it worked better in Begin Again because they did that. <laughs> so they maybe that. they could have done something to make it Potentially. More. I guess but my I, point is I just- yeah, say your point. Yeah, it's mo- mostly I heard her singing in that like light floaty, like a song that I would not care to listen to on repeat, but I wasn't like, wow, she can't sing. I was just sort of like, oh, okay, this isn't for me, but I get what they're doing. Like, I don't think he's wrong to go up to her and say, just, I don't know. Yeah. He's not wrong. And she can sing. And that's why I said she's talented and mm-hmm. she's doing an impressive job and she sounds good. Like all of those things are true. I just think if they're going to say this is the best band in the world, this is the best like singer of this time, and they're going to focus then on the music so much, it's, it has to be just a little better. Like I can't I sit will, there thinking like, is this the – and it's not just her. It's like every time they play yeah. together, I'm just like, well, it's music. It's good. <laughs> I will make one more argument in these first three episodes. They're not the band yet. There's this like still – like they haven't even formed – the whole yeah. the, the best band in the world yet this is all origin it's very story. logical of you to argue that point and i agree <laughs> because i keep saying that is my issue with it i think it's just like if you're gonna emphasize the music so much it just has to be like a little better and maybe that's just because i want it to be better and it's not actually a criticism but it's just how i feel i can't, i thought when you listened i haven't listened to any of the songs outside of the the tv show i thought you had listened to the album and you were kind of excited after hearing them, like you were you were digging it. I enjoyed the sound of the first two songs that I heard. And they're yeah, and they weren't bad, but there's not there's not like 
a single, like I did listen mm. through the whole album and there's not like one song that like jumps out. And even on like high school musical, there's a song that jumps out. Like there, it just feels like a bunch together, of people came together, together, made this fake album and like sort of half-assed it. Like it, everything is a song. It's certainly a song. It doesn't sound like not real music. It is music. It's just sort of like, okay, these are all like okay songs on a good album. None of them are like blowing me away. And I just wish like there was at least one that was like, honestly, even in Begin Again, there was that Lost Stars song. Like I listened to that <laughs> as an actual song for like yeah. years on my iPod. Like I loved that song. It mm. had something to it and it needs that. But also, like I said, it's just like if you're going to give me three minutes of the TV show devoted to them literally performing a whole song, like kudos to the actors and some of them are musicians, I believe, like Suki Waterhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, kudos to them for really, like, killing it. But I, I, just, I don't want to watch a full-length music video of a fake band unless its caliber is higher. It just feels like an impression. And it's not supposed to. And I'm thinking about it too much. But mm. it, it's just how I feel. Yeah, these did not leave as big of an impression on me as they obviously did on you. <laughs> It's just like, like odd to me that they okay. So they they hired Sam Claflin and Riley Keough, neither of which neither of who had sung before, mm-hmm. neither of whom. Mm-hmm. Anyway, neither of whom had sung before. So so why like why did we do that? Because pretty. like Sam Claflin is pretty and Riley and Keough 70s, is Elvis's granddaughter, but they they look the part of seventies rock stars. Like for sure, yeah. when I saw when I see Riley Keough, I'm like, oh, well, she you looks, look yeah, like you belong in the seventies. That I just feel like swept someone bangs. else would have also. Like, there's a big, yeah. big pool of talent in LA, yeah. and I know that a lot of them can sing. So it's just a little weird. I don't know. I saw an interview. She like lied and said she could sing, and everyone believed her because she was Elvis's granddaughter. And I was mm. like, interesting. This is weird. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they inter- like auditioned you. Didn't you sing? But also, yeah, yeah, vocal talent. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily genetic. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. I know. And everyone's like, well, Weird. obviously she's good because it's Elvis's granddaughter. And I was like, I don't know. My dad can sing and you don't want to hear me sing. So I've never heard your dad sing. Oh, anyway, what's your second second criticism? <laughs> okay, fine. Um, the interview format. I have a lot of things to say about the interview format as mm-hmm. they relate to the book. But if we're ignoring the book for a moment, the interviews – are very jarring to me. Every time they have an interview, I'm like suddenly taken out of the story. The momentum feels lost and it's not adding anything. Every time they say something, I'm like, okay, just show it to me. I don't need you to narrate it. You're saying very obvious things. It'll be like, and we were all drunk and high. And then they like flip to them being drunk and high. And it would be cool if they were adding depth to their characters in these interviews, Mm. but it so far does not feel like that's what they're using them for. And I'm not enjoying that. And I don't think it's working. That hmm. device is not working. I I kind of like the behind the music uh, setup. I One moment in particular that I come back to, and maybe that's uh, affecting my, my thoughts on the overall structure, is that third episode when um, Daisy and Billy meet each other for the first time to record. And they flip back to the 90s behind the music interviews. And both of them just have this like sly smile on their face of like as though they're remembering the first time that happened. 
And I just thought that was like magical. Like I was like, oh, that's, I, I see the whole, I already see where their relationship is going, why it's a huge problem. (laughs) And like, that was, I thought that was like a really good device for showing that. And maybe it's that, that worked so well that I really am not focusing on the rest of it because yeah, the like, we were so drunk and high showing them partying or whatever. I don't know if that's totally necessary. Um, but yeah, definitely is not, not taking me out the same way you're describing. I think you, you picked like the example of it working and I just, I want that to be like all of it. Like I could like get rid of the narration ones, give me more insight into who these people are and what they're feeling. Did you ever watch the like MTV behind the music? The VH1 behind the music. No, I, I didn't VH1, actually watch yeah. it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know I, that's I mean, like the vibe of it. Yeah. It. It feels, I don't know, in like documentary style things like that, there are some unnecessary comments or comments that don't. It's just they're trying to get sound bites, you know? And then, which, sure, this is a TV show. It could be more curated, but I guess maybe that's why it's not bothering me as much. Yeah, but that's just- fair. I just like, I think also combined with the pacing of the first three episodes, which felt very rushed to me in a lot of parts, it felt like really? they were just trying to like tell me the whole story instead of just like showing it to me and letting it unfold and. I did not like that. Oh my God. We have so many different views. I did not think it was rushed. Any other, in a lot of other TV shows, I would be annoyed if it took three episodes to lay the groundwork for the two main characters that this show is supposedly about to even meet. But I didn't care. I, was like, I see what you mean long. with that, but the characters and okay. So I, I see how even in the ways that I'm saying things don't relate to the book that they probably do because- you are supposed to understand so much more about Daisy and Billy as people than you do at this point. And a lot of that by the time like they meet, you mean very rushed over. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and that actually is my third issue. I think I think I said that there were three main ones. Uh, and if I didn't, then there are three. Here's my last one. Mm-hmm. The characterization of Daisy and Billy right now is so surface level. And it's very like, okay, Daisy had maybe like a troubled upbringing. We see like two seconds of it. Like, does did she? But she seems fine now. Like, we, we don't really know. We don't really get any insight into her mental state or her backstory. And then Billy, it's like, okay, clearly there's some like trauma in his past because he's tortured enough to like fall victim to addiction. And he has all these like issues that we don't see but like I don't I don't know how much of this is like from the book that's the problem with this whole thing but it's, I it's felt sounding, like yeah even without the book it still felt I, I'm really trying to think if I hadn't read the book I think I still would have an issue with like not caring about any of these characters I don't feel like they did a good enough job telling me who these people are show, showing me who these people mm-hmm. are enough for me to care about them. And that's not even thinking about the side characters who like literally have gotten no time, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, we're only three episodes in. I do, I think if this were exactly like word for word the book and we did get all of that background before these two characters met, it would be a different show for sure. Like people would be, people who hadn't read the book would probably be complaining about all of the backstory. It would be too slow if it were like five more episodes to show that for sure. Yeah. But I just feel like 
it could have done something to make us feel more in touch with these characters. Like it just feels like we're staying very surface level. Even the like, okay, there's been sad things that they've shown us and like dramatic Mm -hmm. scenes and they're just not hitting as hard as they should because Hmm. like everyone's supposed – I feel like the show is trying to make everyone likable and – that's keeping it very. I'm sorry, you think Billy level. is likable right now? You think Daisy is likable right now? <laughs> you don't think Daisy's likable? I think she's. I don't. I mean, like you said, like I don't know enough about her. I think I find her irritating. I think I find certain parts of her understandable. Like she thought of music as this pure thing. Her mother basically shit on her attempts to create music. And then when she went to, out to go like do musical things on her own, older men, creepy men took advantage of her interest in the purity and, and like of art of music and like used it as a way to uh, for sexual advances. Like she's yes, had but why her- does she irritate you? That is my con- my confusion confusion. She seems to have taken like she seems to be pretty self-centered, <laughs> like not care about anyone else but herself, which again, like I don't fault her for. It's sort of, it's, it goes hand in hand with like girl power, do what you got to do. Obviously this is a hard industry and obviously people have taken advantage of you in the past, but that doesn't make it so that I think that she's any less self-centered. She shows up in this, in her friend's apartment and just to like decide she's okay to live there. Like all of these things are just like small things where I'm like, okay, you're pushy. <laughs> you're like, you're pretty. Uh... Yeah. She does suck in those ways. I just, th- yeah. Okay. This is one of my biggest issues compared to the book Yeah, is that she's too likable in the show. So it's interesting to hear someone who hasn't read the book still thinks she's not like, but honestly, I feel better that you think the way you do about her because it makes me feel like maybe it's not so off. In the show. It's like half and half. Like she, I find her irritating, but I also recognize that I'm somewhat rooting for her because she's the main character. Like I, you know. Yeah, I think objectively compared to the book, she is way more likable in the show, mm. and that is really irritating me because in the book, like you, yeah, maybe you sort of like her because she's the main character in the way that like you just are like interested in her because mm-hmm. she's like hot, rebellious, like 70s, wild child, whatever. But she is not – she's not nice. She's not likable. She's very – I don't know. She's very like – she is super talented. She does whatever she wants, does not ask for approval or permission. She's very confident. She's very forward. She's very – herself all the time and in this in the show I get this vibe that she's like a sponge sort of just like soaking in everything around her and like yeah she knows what she wants and she's going after what she wants but she's just sort of like going about life and like it's a little too like whimsical and not enough like bad like mean (laughs) I wonder if that'll show more when in the episodes now that they are like now that the band starts working together, because I feel like we haven't seen too many scenes of her actually interacting with other people where that could come out, except for with her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Whom she something... literally shoves him in the pool at a part. Like, <laughs> But again, like he deserved that. But I, But it's in her conversations with everyone in the book. It's just a very, I even the way that 
Bradley Keough is playing it and the way she, like her voice is, the way she talks to other people, it just all seems very like nice and smiley. Hmm. And I just think that's so not what I imagined. Like one of my biggest takeaways from the book was more of a feeling than like a memory of a scene or a conversation was that this like I don't and I don't picture people when I read a book. I just like I see their aura sort of and I just pictured <laughs> okay. this very like cool not likable rock goddess woman and that to me is just not I'm getting like free spirit hippie nice to everyone from show Daisy hmm yeah interesting I don't like that it's just not what I imagined but if you didn't read the book then I could, obviously that wouldn't bother you so that no. was my first like major book book to show adaptation issue I have one comment that I just saw in my notes that I um, forgot to mention earlier. It is not important, but I kept trying to figure out who Riley Kehoe reminded me of visually, and it might be because she's tied to Sam Claflin in this TV show, but Jenna Malone from Hunger Games. Yeah, I see it. As soon as you yeah. said as soon as you said Sam Claflin, I knew who you were going to say. Yeah. I see it. I didn't think of it, but I see it. Yeah. Anyway, that was that's all. Just a side note. I feel like she's really pretty. Okay, and we literally talked about this the other day, and I, I'm not taking it back. She's Riley Keough is so pretty. Like crazy Gorgeous. pretty. I'm not saying she's not, but it isn't exactly right for Book Daisy, I don't think. And maybe that's just the aura, like I said, the personality being off. But I just – she's too like pretty, like too soft pretty and not like – hard, rough around the edges, like, oh man, it's so hard to explain. And I, honestly, like, I don't have a huge issue with that. And I think Riley Keough is like doing a good job with probably what the direction was. So I don't want to harp on her as if she's the problem herself. I think it's it's the direction that I just like, don't agree with. But, but I do sort of see, like I had a couple of friends be like, it's not who I pictured. And I sort of see what they mean now. Um, mm -hmm. I have an issue with the fact that I have multiple friends who have said she's not hot enough because I just think that's wrong. Riley Keough is really hot for those friends listening. It's just not the right type for you guys. But I, but I do see a little bit what they mean if it's just not – it's not quite the vibe. I, I mean, okay, quick quick aside – or not even aside, just like I said when we were talking about those initial music scenes where she's playing at essentially an open mic night and it's these like floaty folk songs – the, that's the vibe she's giving off. I wonder if maybe this TV show, I, I mean, knowing nothing, I wonder if that hard, like glossier, hard pretty is coming when she morphs into sort of a rock star. Yeah, but I, yeah, that's the thing is I don't really remember the book well enough to remember if she goes through a change in the book because in my mind, she's always this like rock and roll queen, mm. but maybe she's not. Maybe she is like, folksy it's just not it's not what I remembered but I could have just like stuck with end of book daisy and not like beginning of book daisy so I can't comment on that but the folksy vibe is definitely what I'm getting yeah what she's putting off visually but also from her songs that we've heard those it's almost a little country floaty. her like yeah she's got a little twang to her voice which mm -hmm. is definitely just her voice and not intentional I'm, I mean I there's no country in the book like there's no mention of anything sounding country so that's that's annoying, but 
again, that's very nitpicky. I have other comments about people's appearance. Okay. okay well, sure. <laughs> yeah, go so, for it. Sam Claflin, very good-looking man. So freaking old. Why does he look so old? I, he doesn't look old. that – Okay, he's old, but not older than – I don't think he's older than Riley. Like, maybe two years older than Riley. Yeah. She's 33. He's 36. I looked this up. But they're yeah. both supposed to be playing – like 20 year olds in these sure. episodes. So I'm very bothered and taken out of it to watching Sam Coughlin's old man face play a 20 year old. And then to be the same people in the interview portions, like why didn't they, why didn't they cast that differently? And if you're going to not cast it differently, like do better makeup, the makeup and the wigs are so bad. They're so bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see, I thought, I thought Sam's, uh, Sam Coughlin's Oh my god, persona the is so hair. funny. He, why, why I, it's very like 90s. That? It's so funny. I know. But it's but, <laughs> like it works. And he for looks that. exactly the same as he does in the ones that's supposed to be 20 years or earlier, just with a wig. His face yeah, is so, the same. Yeah. So my thought here is I've seen videos and pictures of him from 2020 when they started filming, and he doesn't look that old. And I can't tell if it's the hair, like the longer hair. Or if he's gotten thinner, like more gaunt looking, and that caused he his does face have like to look- crazy cheekbones. He's always had crazy cheekbones, though. Yeah. But yes, agree. Like I don't know if that's what it is, or if it's just like the lines in his forehead over the last two years have just gotten much deeper. But two years ago, he did not look this old. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I want to see a picture of him right now. I wonder if it's something that they're doing in the film or like something in the hair and makeup that is just making us both think that he looks so old. It's just, but yeah, so, that was, it's so taking me out of it that he's supposed to be like 18 in the first episode. Oh my God. Yeah. I, the, uh, the younger version of Billy that they were using for yeah, the like first Why episode. didn't they keep him? Or like For a while. Yeah. It was so weird that yeah. they were like, six months have passed and now it's a different man. But when mm-hmm. 20 years pass, it will be the same man. Mm-hmm. And that's really bothering me. Camilla looks exactly the same. You're trying to tell me that she's supposed to be 45 or – no, she's supposed to be like 40 or whatever. The actress is 25 in real life. The actress looks 25 in the interview portion as well. They didn't put a single wrinkle her. on her face. Camilla? I kind of think – no, no. I, oh, I don't what, remember she that like. interview. She looks yeah. the same with a with a wig, of course. Always the wigs in this show. Yeah, she didn't bother me nearly as much as Sam Claflin. <laughs> she looks exactly <laughs> the same. Well, the thing is because Camilla can play 20 years old because she's 25 mm. and she can't play 40 because she's 25. Sam Claflin can play 40 just fine because he's 36. <laughs> Unfortunately, he cannot pass for 18 and – it's very is wild. It's very weird that the show to me that the show chose. I don't know why didn't they cast? I really think they should have cast other actors for the interview portions or really committed to the hair and makeup way more than they did. Yeah, maybe so. Anyway, there's one more appearance thing that's going to be oh, yeah. a little too nitpicky for most people probably, but Camilla Marone plays Camilla in the show. Camilla Marone has so much lip filler. So much. And they didn't have lip filler in the 70s. And I'm sorry, but she looks like a Kim Kardashian lookalike wannabe. So she looks very 2020. She does not look like she belongs in the 70s. And it's driving me insane. And that's probably ridiculous, but her lips are huge. And they didn't have lips like that in the 70s. 
I didn't notice. Are you sure it's lip filler? Oh my God. She has so much lip filler. Look again. It's, it's totally like, that's what it is. And that's fine. She's a very pretty girl. She's a beautiful woman, but it's lip filler. And that's a very recent trend. Um, yeah, no comments on that. Cause I don't remember that. And also <laughs> like, what if those are her lips? Okay. Then but also, sorry, Camilla Brown, you have great lips. I actually, I'm not sorry because that can only be a compliment. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, I, I, regarding Camilla, I think some of her scenes are really stealing the show. Like I, I, whenever she comes on screen, I kind of get like a, like, Ooh, what's happening now? Kind of situation. Yeah. I, just think I feel she's like doing she's really one well. of the only people that's been given a chance to like go there, like go yeah. deep, go more dramatic. Yeah. So her do. scenes have stuck out more. She's gotten to yell. She's gotten to whatever. Definitely a little bit different than the character in the book and more of an emphasis on this character in the show than in the book. In the book, she stays home in Pittsburgh. Hmm. And in the show, she obviously like comes with them. So that's different. Hmm. And in the book, there are, in fact, six members of the band. And it's not <laughs> just Camilla as the that's honorary funny. sixth member. I thought that was such an odd detail that they chose to change. Because it's also like a little weird – and probably, this is probably just me having read the book. You probably didn't think it was weird. But I just thought it was a little weird that they were like, yeah, we'll still call each other the six. And like, wink, Camilla, like, you're the six. Yeah, I did, didn't didn't yeah. even cross my mind that that was they weird. They just removed a person. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he was going to have a big arc in the show. But like, Warren, that one guy, he's barely in it. Why didn't they just have Pete there and also have him barely in it? Like, I don't really <laughs> think – an interview with the – show's creator was like oh we didn't want a person to be there and feel like they didn't have enough to do like we didn't want an actor to be cast and then be sitting there like wanting more to do and I was like I feel like you could find an actor that would just be stoked to be there doesn't seem like that much of an issue probably a budget thing <laughs> to Maybe. be fair you I mean to if pay the person one was just gonna person. stand there I don't think that person's making that much money I don't know I don't really buy it but it was probably just like what is like that person's not going to have any like personality or m- scenes or whatever. So I think then it's just like the mental load of like seeing a person and being like, wait, who's that person again? Because mm. honestly, I keep doing that with Warren, and his, every time he's in an interview, and he has a crazy looking wig, <laughs> I'm like, wait, which one is this again? Because he's gotten like zero speaking lines in the yeah, flashbacks, true. which again, a little weird, but. Just a just a more minor thing. Yeah, none of this stuff is uh, is bothering me <laughs> so far. I also except for the Sam Gladlin thing. Fair, fair enough. The not a book comparison. Mm. The production design is not excellent. Beyond the wigs and the hair and makeup, I know that we're in the seventies, and certain things feel very seventies, but it's not excellent. Like, I wanted award-winning production design, like, immerse me in the 70s. And I'm getting, like, (sighs) Daisy's clothes look like they're from Anthropology and Urban Outfitters. Like, that's what I'm getting. Hmm. I just think they could have done, like, a little better with it. And it's such, like, a big part of the show. That's, like, the fact that they're in the 70s. It's, like, a whole character. And it... I'm just watching it like it doesn't really look like we're in the 70s. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing there, that that looks 70s. But like even like in the house, I'm like, where's the ugly wallpaper? Where's the 
there's just like little things that I feel like they could have done to make it seem more 70s. In like the shack, I feel like it's like full of patterns that are mismatching and like orange hued and browns and 70s-ish decor. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I didn't say it doesn't seem like the 70s at all. I just don't think it's like – it's not wowing me. I have never lived in the 70s. Mm, So I don't know (laughs) what – No, that's true. I yeah. just I don't know. I just watched that Hello Tomorrow show on Apple TV and I was like awed by how authentically like 50s it seemed. And it's just like I don't know how exactly they do it because I'm not like a set designer or a costume designer. So I couldn't pinpoint exactly what feels off. It just feels like a little it's like just like a little toned down or like a little more muted. I don't know. It's not hmm. it's not shouting at me that it's the 70s. And that's fine. It just would be more fun <laughs> if it were. The, the clothes actually are bothering me because I'm like, I would wear everything Daisy's wearing. And if I feel like I could go out and buy all those clothes right now, like, that's not great. That's not great costume design. I, again, I don't know. I like no real comment except that there are so many things from the 70s and the 80s and the 90s that are all back that in are fashion back. right I now. I know. I know. But there's minor <sighs> changes to it all. Like if I truly think I could go out and buy Daisy's outfit, like that's not perfectly. You gotta awesome. send me a, like a picture of one of the outfits that really is bothering you because I really do. I'm not like I'm remember. just picturing all her crop tops and every like every single one. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like I could totally go buy that right now. Like inspo. You're literally looking it up right now, aren't you? Anyway, we're allowed to have different light. different opinions. Yes, I did see that. And yeah. that is perfectly fine. That's just how I feel. Some people will agree with you and some people Will agree with me. Say more good things that you liked because I feel like I'm bothering you with all my bad things. No, I don't have that many more. Like I don't have as many details. Like I said, my enjoyment of it right now is is re- relatively shallow. I don't think this is a groundbreaking TV show, but I think it's very enjoyable. Yeah, no, I, right. it's not. None of the none of the things that you've mentioned stood out to me. I. I do think a lot of that is more prominent to you because you read the book, even if you don't remember. Yeah, probably. Um, there are some things that sound like, yeah, maybe if I had that background, I would be looking for more of like emphasis on this particular thing or this character should be a certain way. But because I have zero background on or, or um, insights on how the characters were at one point, like everything that I'm getting right now doesn't feel forced or unearned, I guess. Like the character development that we're getting, the character depictions that we're getting, everything feels normal. Nothing feels like, why'd they do that? Uh, except Sam Glafflin and his aged face. Um, it's not great. Yeah. I. What else do I have to say? I have a good thing. Okay, yeah. Go the for it. The Honeycomb song at the end of episode mm-hmm. three, them recording that, that was a good time. And I enjoyed hearing them sing together and I liked – I liked that. I think they should have more chemistry than they do. Like, but that's me knowing what happens. And that doesn't give anything away. Like, y'all know what's happening here. But like, it just, I think I was looking for like a little bit more of a spark. But I I didn't mean to say I liked something and then immediately criticized it. I, <laughs> like, really, I, I really enjoyed that scene and it gives me hope. For the rest of the season. I watched that and I was like, you know what? I would totally watch a fourth episode right now if it were available. And I'm excited for the next batch to come out. 
Yeah, a couple of things. I think they were really smart to release three at a time. I don't think, I think I would still enjoy watching it if it came out weekly, but specifically for the arc and getting, like if you, if you sat down and watched all of these three in a row, or at least had the option to, you get to the point where it feels like the jumping off point of the band. Like you see finally the potential spark of these two main characters, which I think is important. And like you're saying, like I think getting to that third episode, it, the third episode was the best episode. And yeah, I can't speak to their chemistry or like how I, if I think that they should have more or not, except to say that like sneaky sly smile that they both have in the interviews did a lot for me. Even that if it was wasn't- the best part of the show so far is them including that. Like that was the smartest thing they've yeah. done so far. Yeah. But that like that did so much to make me start to see things that may or may not have been there in the flashback scenes. Like I started digging into like, oh, I wonder what this look is. Oh, I wonder if, you know, when they make the phone calls and and uh, Billy is like, this is the worst day of my life or whatever. He doesn't actually say that, but it's contrasted with then Daisy goes home and says that was the best day of my life or like that might have been the best day of my life. Uh, and I'm just like, was it the worst day of your life or like – just because you know everything's going to change. Like, whatever. I don't know. I just... Yeah, except, but he didn't really play it like there was any chemistry, like in the actual scene. And I get that he we're supposed to like think like... played it like frustration. Yes. You know? But I just... Which... I, I think... <laughs> that's the thing. Is like, I think it's believable in this scene because we know he's unhappy. And it will remain to be seen. I will hold my judgment on chemistry or lack of until things happen. That seems fair. Otherwise, I don't think I have any other... Final thoughts... No, I don't think so. I'm excited for the new episodes to come out. Yeah, I am cautiously optimistic. Hopefully all of my complaints are done and now they wow me. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Ready to be wowed. Well, we'll reconvene for new episodes. Are there two coming? Yeah, there's just... th three coming Friday. So meet back oh, next okay. week for that. Meet back next week. And before then, the finale of The Last of Us. Yes. On Sunday. Wow, a lot of TV. <laughs> got, oh, more coming. A lot yeah. coming in the next two weeks. So everybody stay tuned. The mid to end of March is crazy. So stay tuned for all of our reviews and thoughts. And as always, thanks for listening. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take Podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen. 